Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's the Luke and Pete Show. It's a Monday, the 6th of July. It's hot. It's steamy. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Mr. Uh, Luke Moore. You all right, mate? Hello, yeah, I'm all right. You forgot my name period at the end, didn't you? I nearly called you Mark Haynes because I was recording Wrestle Me last night and I got a little bit confused. How many other men do you talk to, Peter? I know, right? Uh, inside yeah. and outside of a, a recording studio. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm in. I'm in wrestling mode. Who fancies you wrestle? Oh, I didn't send you a picture of um, a man getting punched in the face. Big Van Vader. You remember Big Van Vader? I do remember died, Big Van Vader. Yeah, died last yeah. year, I believe. Um, he was fighting um, um, a man called Stan something or other uh, in Japan, and Stan something or other. Stan um, Collymore. Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen. I want to say Stan Hansen. Uh, but he had a sort of cowboy gimmick, gimmick, I believe. And he punched Big Van Vader in the face in Japan during a particularly violent uh, match. And uh, Big Van Vader's eye popped out of his socket. He kept wrestling. Oh, my God. Every time I, every time I check in with WrestleMe, which isn't as often as I'd like, but I'm very busy, obviously. Every time I check in, something like that is being talked about. And it is disgusting. Look. And it, look, that's the nice end of a wedge that's, you know, at the moment, uh, UK wrestling is saturated with the accusations of uh, of some terrible uh, misdemeanors. So to be honest, a man's eye popping out of his head, I'd, I'd rather talk about that than, uh, yeah. than sexual misdemeanors, quite frankly. So yeah, we're... Uh, it's we're, like we're, um, that film, Any Given Sunday. Mm. Does, it, seen it, that? does a man's eye pop out? The I think, I'm pretty sure I'm thinking about the right movie, yeah, Man's Eyeball... Right. Uh, Kind of vacates its its uh, correct it's socket home. <laughs> it, shouldn't yeah. be, it shouldn't be there. And to be honest, once that's happened, I wouldn't continue wrestling. To be honest, I'd say, look, we've all had a lot of fun. Yeah. I'd try and say, in, I wouldn't be able to say it in Japanese, but I'd say, look, can someone translate? We've all had a lot of fun. We've all had a great night. I might need to get this scene too because my eyes popped out my socket. <laughs> you sound very calm for a man whose eyes left its socket. Well, I'm Big Van Vader. I'm massive. I could probably deal with... Uh, what, so it's a smaller don't. surface area for the rest of his body, so he shouldn't be as panicked? <laughs> well, I think he sort of wore a mask for most of his uh, career, so maybe that was just to keep his face from uh, letting his eyes vacate his, his, his eye sockets. Well, he's, he's uh, the living embodiment of the, the old adage that it's all a great amount of fun until someone loses an eye. Loses an eye. <laughs> so he didn't yeah. lose it. And you were exactly I where I was. I can confirm this, some... says Big Van yeah. Vader. Yeah, yeah. There was, I remember there was like an old animated gif from back in the day of a woman on a um, TV show. I don't think it was Jerry Springer. It, it was some kind of shocking sort of body shock TV show where she could sort of pop her eyes out of a sort of. Oh, I eyelids. remember that. Her eyelids. Was that, was that not on TFI eyes. Friday or something? Yeah, I think everyone could like. People, I guess people could do it to a certain extent, but these people can move their eyelids from like to behind their eyes. It's only going to put strain on the. Bloody uh, optic nerve, isn't it? Yeah. You don't need that in your life. Can I, can I Surely, ask a I question mean... that you would almost certainly not mm. know the answer to, but our listeners right. might? If yeah. if one's eye pops out of its socket and it's mm. still dangling there on the optic nerve, mm. would you be able to see 
kind of from that viewpoint or does the moment that it pops out of his socket mean that that's it? I reckon that it doesn't ever really pop out of its eye socket that far. So, you know, your brain can probably... Because obviously the brain just interprets the imagery brought forth by the optic, through the optic nerve. So presumably you can see that, but your brain just probably goes... Uh, I don't know what's happening here and probably um, maybe shuts down or does something wild because obviously um, the eyes do crazy stuff because people have like eyes that like go in other directions, don't they? People can still see pretty well when one eye is completely out, out, out of the picture, like looking to the right or to the left. So maybe um, really? the brain just manages to fill in those uh, holes. Yeah, have you ever had like you must have people in your life who have like eyes that just kind of you know drift? I don't have anyone or... in my life. Don't have anyone in your life I, with eyes. Mr. <laughs> yeah, Potato, Mr. Potato Head. That's, that's my rider. My rider is that no one I become close to can have eyes. Yeah, yeah. R- so Big Van Vader's back on the on the list. Oh no, actually he's dead, isn't he? No, he's dead. Yeah, no. He, he's probably got no eyes now. I don't know. I don't know what goes first when it comes to decomposition. I went yeah. to a uh, I went to a graveyard quite uh, over the weekend. I had a stroll around. A L- lot of very new graves. A lot of very new graves. It's it's unnecessary. Well, it does happen. I'd, I know, but guys, I, I wasn't expecting so many new graves. I was I was what expecting. Were you expecting? Like, I, I was expect like cemeteries for me are always t- overcrowded, uh, and all of the graves are from the eighties, if not earlier. Um, but this one was like new graves only, and I was like, I was not expecting the emotional weight. To be quite frank, how did it make you feel? Um. It's just unbelievably sad, uh, and 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 made me reassess. You know, spending hours doing podcasts every week. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to. I mean, you, I, I, the thing is, I mean, I know you fairly well, and I know mm. that you probably just went out for a nice walk. But if you are going to spend mm. your time walking around the graveyard, I mean, you are literally mm. surrounded by death. So spooks. Yeah. Maybe you felt like it would be a kind of life-affirming experience, you know, yeah. I need to reaffirm myself and have a good time because we're not here forever. But, I mean, I'm not, I am going to draw the line, if you don't mind, at, at you being surprised that there's a lot of dead people there. <laughs> yeah. Because I've I, got I to go somewhere, mate. I was dressed as um, zombie Michael Jackson, though. <laughs> I always think you're dancing in formation. I, I always do feel, yeah. feel like... Um, I, I, will go, I will journey with you on this one for a little bit because I do feel mm. like... The, the the idea of being buried six feet in a graveyard is quite old school. I mean, I, I've sadly mm. been to my fair share of funerals, and I think exclusively they've been cremations. I've never really seen. I've never I've never done that thing yeah. where you stand outside and see a body lowered into the ground. I mean, that presumably still happens. But yeah, um, the last one was me gran about fifteen years ago. I think. What and they were late, and she was lowered down, was she? Yeah, I've, I've told the story before. They, they were you know it's four hundred six hundred quid for a person to dig a hole. Uh, didn't dig it right. Um, she went in wonky, so there you go. Huh. But I mean, is that kind of common? Just do people, I mean, with, with the greatest of respect to your, to your dear old nan, do, do people care about that? Because it's all going to be buried anyway. Well, she well she went in in and it wasn't like the top of the coffin then, poking out, was there? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't far off, Luke. To be honest, it was really? it was pretty. It was a pretty poorly dug hole. Um, I don't know whether the rain had come, but you know, you've got your mechanical diggers and stuff. There's not really much of an excuse. You've got a thin little scooper. Just scoop away until it looks flat. Um, unless my granddad was also buried wonky and then my grand gone over the top, it would have been upsetting to see um, a skeleton of my granddad. I don't, I don't know. I don't really know how it works. The only, yeah, the only kind of, the generally, like the only exposure I've ever had to grave diggers are 
the grave digger on the Nintendo 64 game Zelda Ocarina of Time, who plays right. play quite a prominent part, and the hip hop group the Grave Diggers. I've never, mm. I've never known anyone to be. A, I mean, is it still a trade? And presumably, it was a trade at one point. Well, I don't know what were the, were the what were the Grave Diggers? What kind of hip hop did they do? Were they kind of like? Um... Were they quite like gangster and bling? Like, as in, like, is that where they got their gold from? Is that where they got their rings from? Is that where they got their jewelry from? I think no, they were, they were quite, um, they were quite dark, yeah. But they're quite dark right. in terms of like, you know what? Quite sensitive. I mean, I'm not overly familiar with them. I haven't listened to them for a very long time. I don't think they've been. I may around have confused for about grave years. diggers with grave robbers. I think grave diggers just dig graves, don't they? Yeah, just doing a job, mate. Grave robbers. Grave robbers. They do also dig graves, but after the uh, yeah, they reverse reverse yeah. it all up. <laughs> grave dig, grave digging is a part of grave. Every grave robber is a grave digger, but every grave digger yeah. isn't a grave robber. So you think that the grave digger, you know, the grave robber could probably ter- go go straight quite easily because they do the hard work. Hmm. Just, Maybe they could be in cahoots. Maybe yeah, I mean that's how uh, a lot Speaking of, uh, of, death, lot of by old the way. school Victorian uh, doctors used to get their bodies, isn't it? So that is true. Yeah, that is true. Speaking of death, did you hear about um, Carl Reiner who died uh, last month, ninety-eight? Legendary, mm. um, legendary kind of comedy performer and actor. He did a lot of Mel Brooks stuff. He's in Ocean's Eleven. Mm. Um, do, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he um, quite interestingly tweeted like two days before his death or a few days before his death and talked about how much he loved his uh, wife and his yeah. children. And it was oh, mate, have you heard? Have you, have you seen the story about how um, how he died? It's the, be- it's the best no. death any of us can hope for, right? No. He, um, he had his favourite um, hot dog, which was um, called the Rhino Dog, which was named after him, um, right. which is a nine-inch uh, hot dog topped with mustard and sauerkraut. Uh, with a side of baked beans. And uh, he apparently been in good spirits all day. He spent time at his Beverly Hills home uh, watching Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy with his friend Mel Brooks. At (laughs) at 10 p.m., he was walking out of his TV room with his housekeeper when he stumbled. He didn't fall too hard. He went out within three minutes, and he didn't suffer. Now, that is the only way that – that is the best way that any of us could, could, could ask for, really, isn't it? Well, I think it's a message that you need to just eat crap food all the time. Just do what you want all the time because it could be your last day. <laughs> I always sort of see those sad videos where the, 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 and they're bloody heartbreaking. Those 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 videos where a dog's obviously going to be put down uh, in the afternoon, so they have a morning where they take them to the beach and feed them great food, and you know, do that every day. Do that every day, and then you won't, and then I won't be sad about them just doing it on the last day. Oh. I can't even think about. Do you know what? There are certain things where my mind will just not let me go. Not the very idea go. of taking one of my pets to be ever put down. Yeah. Is I can't think about it. I just, I, mm. I just don't know what I would do. I, I, the idea mm. of what you just said there has made me so yeah. unbearably sad. I need to Google something quickly. <laughs> like, you know, you know when you watch a horror film before you go to bed and you think, I need to watch an episode like The Thick of It now to get this out of yeah. my mind? I need to mm. do that because I can't think about that. It's awful. Yeah. It's the saddest thing. Ever. And I think, you know, people always complain about, um, that, oh, oh, you know, well, everyone's so empathetic and sympathetic towards animals, but not to their fellow human beings. It's kind of like a hippie-ish thing to say. But mm. I think the reason for that is because rightly or wrongly, and you know, in many cases, probably wrongly, human beings think of other human beings as in some way at least responsible for their own position, right? 
Whereas yes, yeah, animals yeah, yeah. are seen a lot more as a lot more helpless and domesticated and cute, and they can't, you know, a, a dog can't work its own way out of poverty. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not trying to get into a political <laughs> thing about other human beings, but like generally speaking, cats and dogs and other domestic pets need looking after, and that's why we're so empathetic towards them. Mm. The very idea of taking a dog to the beach and giving it one of those dog ice creams you can get and having mm. a great time because you've got to take it to essentially be killed is yeah. I can't I can't deal with it. My brain just can't. Um, I can't process it. Are there any domesticated animals like? Uh, um, didn't the Russians domesticate the fox back in the day? Did they? Would you? Would you? Would you? I love I think that. So yeah, about yeah, a long, long time ago. Um, did, uh, would that? Um, would you take a? Would you? Would you take it easier if it was a fox? No. Or would it be no? I just. I, do you know what? I think. I think if I if I ever move to the countryside, which I will at some point, and I'm going to need to, you know. <laughs> you know, kill an animal because it's in in pain or something, or like as Alan Partridge says, finish finish it off with a jack because I hit it with my jack. car. It's I just don't. You know, I, I, what I would say is, before we had our cats, um, I live in a different. I live in a different place, and it had mice, and the whole place had mice when I moved in, and we mm. had to um, obviously we had to kind of get rid of them somehow, and I just couldn't. I just couldn't bring. I just couldn't bring myself to to kill them or, or to get anything that was cruel or. Whatever. I mean, the only thing I could do, which was this absolutely pathetic thing, was like there was this trap where you put a bit of peanut butter at the end of it and the mouse goes mm. in to get it and it flips up so the mouse can't get out again. And the amount yeah. of time I would spend with the mouse in this little trap, probably the same mouse every fucking time, going down yeah. the end of the street and letting it out and coming back mm. again. And then I read on Google about a year later that you have to take them about three miles away before they can find their way back. And I thought, <laughs> I'm not taking a mouse on the tube. That's ridiculous. No. Uh, and so I'm, I'm terrible at that. I can't do anything. I, I cannot bear it. I, I could probably go up to and include some kind of moderate-sized spider. Other than that, right. no. Butterfly? Certain, certainly not Carl Reiner. <laughs> would you could you finish Carl Reiner off with a shovel probably not <laughs> who for the avoidance of any doubt whatsoever if people who zoned out of this show and started listening again died of natural causes at the age of 98 mm. and I've I'll, never I'll reserve him. my judgment for the post-mortem please yeah but it, but it is an interest but it is an interesting discussion chiefly because I also feel like human beings should absolutely be in, in control of their own destiny, their own lives. And, you know, people who have very sad terminal illnesses and are in constant pain and they want to, you know, go in, um, you know, go to uh, Dignitas and all those kind of places. I, I fully mm. defend that. I just, I'm just not very good with death generally. And no. it's going to be a problem at some point, isn't it? Let's be honest. It is. I mean, you're, you're definitely moving towards it rather than away from it. And I don't really have many uh ways of, of of reversing that to be quite frank um and i've tried keep working my head, quite frankly <laughs> keep working out keep, keep working, working out it. mate keep working um, that's out. one for science right. about whether we could actually um whether we could actually um reverse, reverse the aging process yeah because it's yeah. essentially just a de- it's just a decay of cells right mm. so, so so beyond we can maintain our cells somehow yeah but beyond the obviously the decline in in health of the brain through like dementia and all that kind of stuff is obviously a lot more complicated. But in terms of the human body, mm. um, it's just a decline of cells. So you'd hope because certain certain um, animals and I was, we talked about this last week. Certain animals can obviously regenerate themselves. Certain organs in the human body can regenerate themselves as well. You think of the liver and I think possibly skin as well. So there's a mm. precedent there. Can the other organs yeah. and muscles stop being so lazy? That's what I'm asking. Lazy brain. 
We've all got silly, lazy brains. God damn it. Um, shall we take a break and then come back with some emails at a, 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 a regular, a, a strangely early time? Yeah, and also in. we should probably be a little bit more upbeat as well because people aren't going to stick around that we carry on talking about death. Probably, probably not. No death. No death in the second half of the show. Um, we can't make that uh, decision, <laughs> but we haven't read any email, emails yet. Um, we'll be back in a second. Join me, Pete Donaldson, and Japan-based YouTuber Chris Broad every Wednesday as we offer the lowdown on what's happening in one of the most unique and exciting countries in the world. The Abroad in Japan podcast is home to all things Japan, from things to do... So today we've come to you guys with 12 places in Japan that nobody knows about. ...to the bizarre... When I moved into my new apartment last year, the police guy came to my door, mm. knocked on my door, I opened it, it was a policeman, and he said to me, in English, I am Japanese policeman. <laughs> that's the best introduction you could possibly do as a Japanese policeman <laughs> to the downright filthy and for those of you who don't know what a tenga is Pete and I did discuss how to describe it best before doing the podcast and I'll let Pete describe what a tenga is what is it Pete? it's a solo male silicon based ordinanist's aid so to speak brilliant new episodes every single Wednesday listen now wherever you get your podcasts Abroad in Japan is a Stakhanov production and we're back. It's a Luke and Pete show. It is uh, Monday the 6th of the 7th of the 20. I do hope you're keeping well. Uh, I do hope you're keeping safe as well. Obviously, over the weekend, uh, a lot of uh, revelers have been reveling, having a beer. That's the only time you hear that word, isn't it, in the news? Reveling. Yeah. Revelers, New Year's Eve, I'd say. Um, irresponsible social drinkers, uh, I think we got more of over the weekend. Certainly Who could street, have seen anyway. that coming? <laughs> Who on earth could have seen that coming? Oh dear! I tell you what, if if you gave me a, an empty pub with Nigel Farage in it, or a COVID uh, petri dish that was Old Cotton Street on Saturday, I would have taken Old Cotton Street um, every day of the week. But presumably Saturday. Ironically, because Nigel Farage had actually flouted the quarantine and come back from the United States. So exactly. either way, uh, the thing is though the. Big Donny is that I spent a, a portion of the weekend sat in my mm. garden having mm. a lovely drink. I had a nice Were time. You? I didn't right. get anyone else in danger. No, you know, I was. I've been. I've been at Weatherspoons that morning. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have a skin fault. Did you see? Right. I'll tell you what. I did draw the line at. Now I don't. I don't want to be too judgmental of other people's behaviour. And you know, aside from the fact that they might be putting other people in danger, which is a bad thing. Yeah, generally speaking, I'm not someone who likes to get involved that much with other people's behaviour. Pete, mm. you'll laugh at that, but I don't think I am. Pres- anyway, presumably, one thing presumably w- anyone who's in that street, though, if you're in that street, you're putting yourself in danger. So everyone's yeah. just dangering each other up, aren't they, really? one thing. But one thing I would draw the line at is I saw a photo shared of someone saying, oh, I've been looking forward to this for ages in Weatherspoons here for a lunch. And they had posted a picture of themselves in Weatherspoons having a steak and kidney pudding with chips and yeah. peas. It looked fucking miserable. Yeah. And they're having yeah. a they're having a pint of Pepsi. Right. Having a pint of Pepsi in do a anywhere. Why you do, you can do that anywhere and, and, and the pudding looked it looked very suet heavy. That's all I'm saying. It, it looked it very looked, Brexit. It looked, it looked Brexit. It looked dry and also 
very, very greasy at the same time. The weird thing, uh, I think somebody pointed out on Twitter, how come, how come uh, Britain oh, managed that, to plunder, yeah. the, plunder the, the, the entire world for spice and yet their food looks like that? <laughs> yeah, so, even though it was, the tweet was, uh, <laughs> Great Britain co- colonised the world for spices yet still eats like it's 1672. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoyable. It's not yeah, making the was, most of it, is it? It's just not making the most great. of it. It's it's it was it's uh it it was it was I I hate to think what Laura from Bergenstead uh, revisited uh ate over the weekend out of lockdown in Weatherspoons. We'll have to find out. Yeah, she no she she um I think you'll find the show is called Revisiting now, Peter. So that's embarrassing. Oh, for sorry. You. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I was thinking that Laura was from Berkhamsted. So that's yeah, why. She, so Berkhamsted, Laura from Revisited. That's what yeah, I said. There revisiting. You, you got it wrong again. Revisiting. Um, she's crying out loud. She she um she only eats uh, potato smarties, uh, waffles, mm. and like turkey dinosaurs. So <laughs> I mean, you could probably get that in with a spoon, I presume. I reckon so, yeah. That'd be yeah. the kids' menu. It'd be. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got an email. Let's crack straight in the emails. Uh, we've got an email from uh, Daniel. Plenty of responses to I things that you find annoying in movies. I think I know this was done on Twitter a little bit, but I, I think it's interesting to explore. Uh, following on for your chat from about annoying things in movies. Or things you see in real life, but you never see in the movies. Mine would be horror movies and the lack of ability to turn on a bloody light. If you're at home and you hear a noise in another room, no matter how freaked out you are, you still turn on the light in that room before looking about. Not in the movies, they don't. It's easy to stumble around in the pitch black, apparently. I would say that you're, if you're already in the pitch black, though, don't turn the light on because you're going to be confused about what's happening. Yeah, because you fair? might take a moment for your eyes to get used to the light. Exactly. What would you do, Pete? You... How would you? What would you do if you were at home on your own at night? And there's a home invasion. You, you thought there was an intruder. What would you do? Well, I would keep the lights off. Just remember, guys, you know more about the house than they do. Uh, and then I would go into my uh, closet where I've got a hammer and hammer myself to death um, to save <laughs> them from from doing it because I am what can only be described as a big scaredy cat. Yeah. I mean, that is interesting. Imagine, imagine that. I mean, the thing about imagine that... Imagine how delicious. confused they'd be. But yeah, but the, the delicious irony of that is that mm. they would get busted for murder and no one would believe them. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so you're telling me he took himself into the wardrobe and he beat himself yeah. to death with a hammer? That doesn't sound yeah. very likely. No, exactly. Oh, oh, and they, fin- they couldn't find the fingerprints. Well, you still <laughs> got to prison, mate. We've all seen the staircase. Um, you've had, you've had the bit- last laugh there. Exactly. Uh, Daniel Schilling uh, also goes on to say, um, uh, spoilers, uh, one movie that doesn't use a time cut is Aliens. Uh, we spoke about Aliens. Um, was it this? Oh, yeah. This is about, this is the, about the idea it? that I said that we're in a movie, like you, you'll see like some kind of timer and it'll be on mm. a minute and then like 15 minutes worth of stuff happens in that yeah. minute. And it's just, it takes you out of the air, takes you out of the conceit. It's completely unrealistic. Yeah. And you stand up in the middle of an audience uh, to your fellow cinema goers shouting, ah, it's been ages. It's been 10 minutes. So that time was only set for three minutes. Unbelievable. I don't go to the Odeon. Uh, but... There's a picture house right near me. <laughs> oh, picture house. I think they're owned by Odeon, aren't they? Aren't they owned Probably, by, owned yeah. by some, I don't think they put their staff in London living wage either, so... Correct. Um, yeah. At the at the end, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of restaurants. I'm sure the restaurant industry coming out of COVID has been hit harder than most. Uh, a lot of uh, restaurants coming out and going. Uh, we're now going to uh, we're now deciding to uh, get rid of the tipping system uh, or the um, dis- uh, discretionary or in many uh, in many senses the non discretionary twelve point five addition. To the th- to to the uh, to the to the fee that, that you pay at the end. Of They're getting the rid of tips. Meal. Just say that. 
I get, I get. Well, no, because it's not. A, it's a discretionary fee. It's not necessarily a tip if you have to remove it from the bill. It's not technically tipping, I would say. Um, but they're they're basically going to be adding that money to the menu. Do that anyway, and insist on no tipping because you're having a bit of a giggle. Because obviously, um, the, the 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 living wage or the wage that the people are getting um, through the money that the government are giving people uh, under the system over the past couple of months, that only covers the money up to where tipping begins, and that's obviously not enough to live on because that's how restaurants make all their money. So. Don't give it the big licks now. You should have done this years ago. You absolute bells. Um, On the other hand, on cinemas, though, oh, I want to be paid more money just to watch films all day. Pathetic. (laughs) At the end of the movie, uh, uh, Aliens, when Ripley sets off the 15-minute self-destruct system, it's actually 15 minutes of movie exactly until it explodes. This was done on purpose by James Cameron, uh, so the audience was more drawn into the story and they weren't complaining like Luke. I think that would probably make me think that 15 minutes is longer. Do you not think? That's excellent they've done that, though. And that's the standard that mm. I think everyone should aim for. But I understand how it probably isn't going to be possible. Now, a, mm. a good example of that, I think, would be in um, that film we had to 24. watch um, in on the, Ramble, on the Ramble Film Club, which was yeah. Final Score with Dave Batista, right? Yes, okay. I mean, yeah. the whole thing takes place during one football match. And my goodness me, a lot of stuff happens. Like mm. you would never better feel that kind. Of, I mean, it's a, it's a perfectly fine film. It's like it's not it's not dreadful or anything. It's a, it's a perfectly enjoyable blockbuster. But I'm just using that as an example that they seem to pack a lot in for what is effectively ninety minutes. Mm. Well, I mean, and it's a night match, so they can't even blame water breaks for it. No, true. Or VAR decisions, and it was pre-VAR in the Champions League. I think. Oh, the um, the the water, <laughs> the, the drinks break at the uh, Portsmouth game on Friday. I mean, we're getting into ramble territory here, but just very quickly. Mm. The drinks break on the Pompey game on Friday, right? Which has been put into place, I know, for hygiene reasons because of water bottles and stuff, but it's also been put into right. place because teams are playing in July. In Portsmouth mm-hmm. on Friday, it was 16 degrees and blowing a gale. <laughs> I imagine they're asking for a cup of tea, let alone a yeah. fucking a, 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 a dr- a drink of Lucasade or whatever. <laughs> can I have some hot Lucasade? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can I have, can I have some mold Lucasade? Yeah, that'd be lovely. Um, listen, Thanks I've got another email here from uh, Richard. Uh, he's emailed in. The email address is hello at com. Do keep your emails coming in about whatever topic you like. Um, this could serve as inspiration for you because with the greatest respect uh, to, to Richard, um, who, who actually in the email itself acknowledges the fact that it's dull, this kind of email has still made it in. So don't hide your light under a bushel if you're mm. thinking of emailing in. Do email in. He says, hello at Luke and Pete. Uh, if that subject line isn't enough to draw you in and the subject line is a dull fact about crisps, I don't know whatever will be. Um, I'd like to share some trivia with you that I have shared with a lot of people over the last 10 years or so. And whenever I tell them it, I am struck by how fundamentally boring it is, yet it also raises eyebrows and piques interest in the receiver in just the way it did with me when I first heard it. Here we right. go, Peter. Did you know... The best before date on a packet of crisps is always on a Saturday. I only know this because I read this email and I was also very, very intrigued. Yes, it sounds dull, says Richard, but I guarantee (laughs) as you read this, there will be listeners reaching for a near bag of walkers or whatever their favourite crisp is to check the date and they'll find it does indeed always fall on a Saturday. I suppose it's likely that some contrary company will have a different system, but to date I have never had anybody prove it wrong. (laughs) Uh, If you want to know the reason, it is this. 
Um, in manufacturing sites, production weeks begin on a Sunday. Anything produced on that week will therefore have a best before date of the following Saturday. I hope you find this as weirdly interesting as I did. I wonder if any listeners have a favourite dull piece of trivia. Keep uh, Thanks for keeping up with the podcast during the pandemic. Stay safe and, stay, and take care, Richard. Now, listen, I don't think that Ooh. final bit is true because I don't think they're going to be producing Chris with one week on them. I think it's going to be... Mean? Well, because what he says is, production weeks begin on a Sunday. Anything produced in that week will therefore have a best before date of the following Saturday. I think he means a year later or something. Because there's no way crisps in that packet don't last longer than a week. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, but if it's two year, if it's got a two year cycle or a two and a half year cycle, or, you know, a year and a half, I don't really know how long, long, long crisps lasts. But yeah, it will still land on, they still choose a Saturday to be the end of the week effectively. Yeah. So if you said two, 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 two years from now, two years plus the Saturday, hmm. so two years and and a, and a few days. Uh, didn't wasn't there a big thing during lockdown that a lot of um, realizing that um, beer um, will have been stored in the uh, cellars of a lot of pubs and stuff? Um, didn't um, a lot of beer manufacturers just sort of go, yeah, yeah, a lot of this lager is uh, actually six months. You can have it six months later as well. That's so <laughs> it doesn't really. Uh, can you imagine the stinking pints that people have been drinking over this weekend? Oh, I don't imagine Witherspoons would be giving a shit. <laughs> I'm sure um, for legal yeah, reasons that's a good point actually I wonder excellent. what did happen to all that beer because like the people were, I mean mm. three and a half four months sure the mm. turnaround time has got to be, usually be a lot quicker than that I made some tempura batter uh, over the weekend and or rather um, got some out of a packet uh, and they said that you should add beer to it to make it more fluffy and I didn't have any beer in the house so I've seen myself off there by drinking all the tiskies in the home yeah so I think homestead. tempura is best made with sparkling water isn't it mmm Amazing, very interesting. Yeah, keeps it light. But but Peter, you know the idea of a Guinness, you know, part of Guinness not being very good. Apparently, um, mm. the best Guinness is served in places where a lot of Guinness is drunk because it doesn't last very long. It doesn't do very well in the barrel, apparently. Right. And so okay. if it's been stuck in the barrel for the last three months, I mean, I don't imagine it has. I imagine they've kind of updated it. But if it has, it's not going to taste very nice, is it? No, I imagine. I don't know because I've not been to a pub yet. I've not been to a pub since February. I don't think. Well, can you imagine sort of people... Um, have you not had a takeout? Have you not walked past the pub and went, ooh, look at that, I'll have a takey out? Not really, because my lifestyle doesn't really... Because, I mean, this lockdown lifestyle I've got doesn't really lend itself to that, chiefly because mm. um, I, if, I go to the, if, I go, if I go into the office or into talk sport, whatever it was, I would always drive anyway. And mm. I'm not really going to have a beer on the go when I'm driving. That's, I mean, you can't do that, really. Um <laughs> And secondly, the pubs around near me haven't been open for takeout, really. Like, right. So okay. it's not really been necessary. And to be honest, I've got, I could just have a beer at home, couldn't I? What's the point? Well, I, I think drinking out of a glass vessel, it, it's weird, isn't it? I think get, putting from a can a lager, and I do like me lager, into a glass is good, but not as good as one served in a pub. But, but at the moment, they're serving a lot of drinks in plastic glasses. Mm. So why the fuck would you even go there? Yeah, That's Guinness would be the only reason I would. Like a, pint, a pint of Guinness, I'd be interested in that. Mm. Um, yeah. Other mm. than that. But can you imagine sort of people coming back at the pub and going, oh, this is disgusting because this really old beer. And like going, I, I didn't, didn't need to be here. I don't know why I was really, really looking forward to this. Imagine, like, because I will sometimes uh, on an evening uh, when I'm uh, imbibing alcohol, um, I'll start with a drink and, I'd, and the drink will be not good or, or a drink that I don't like. And I'm like, why have I chosen this one? This is terrible. <laughs> I just wanted, like, this has ruined my whole night because I know for a fact the first drop of alcohol is always the best drop of alcohol, and I fuck my night. Fuck mm. this. I'm going home. 
I heard um, someone, my friend was telling me that um, he was in his local pub on Sunday, I think. Mm. And um, it had all been, they'd, they'd spent a lot of money apparently as local on there, making sure the hygiene things and all the protocols mm. were followed. But weirdly, like about an hour after he got there, an inspector came in. Oh, right, yeah. And checked. And, and the, they were chatting to the inspector, and the inspector said that like he's, he'd asked two pubs. This is in East London. He'd asked two pubs that day to close again. Really? Because they, they weren't what, doing they it. And, yeah, and, and so it had, I think, I, I mean, from what I can make out, it, it is being checked. So I don't know if that's the same in central London or in whatever town people are listening to this in, but apparently in, in East London, that was the case. I mean, I, if I was going to choose pubs to shut down, I mean, I wouldn't start with East London, to be honest. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> they're not, they're not gone back, they haven't gone back to the 60s. They're not going to find the craze. <laughs> you're, you're not allowed to serve, you're not allowed to. What about the people who sell um, fish? Is that allowed anymore? <laughs> fish and meat raffle, meat raffles? Oh my God. I don't think you can have a meat raffle in, in a pub no. at the moment, Pete. No. I mean, no, I mean I meat not. raffles are quite a big thing in Portsmouth, or it always used to be. Mm, well, I mean, you know. Pirates in it, yeah. Pirates because they're uh, pirates. Yeah, yeah, some of the meat exactly. would be um, just booty from yeah, um, people exactly. that dug out of the ground after following a map with uh, a cross on it. Correct. All that stuff is very, very true. Um, yeah. Let's uh, chip off. We we'll back. Let's get out of it. More Luke and Pete Shaw fun. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, hello at lukeandpetesure.com is the way to do that. Uh, I've been Pete Donaldson. Luke, who have you been? I've been Luke Moore, and I still will be on Thursday. I look forward to seeing you then. All right then. Ta-ta. This was a Stakhanov production.